In June, it's open season for most recreational fishing in Florida's waters. This June also made it open season, you might say, to fish around for ways to change voting laws in that state. This week, we're looking at how the decision in the case Shelby County versus Holder has already started to change voting laws across the United States. That case, of course, struck down certain provisions of the Voting Rights Act. In Florida, until the June decision, five counties under the Voting Rights Act had to ask the Federal Justice Department for permission before changing their voting laws. Gina Jordan, reporter for WLRN in Miami, says the state is feeling a new freedom to make some sweeping changes. The problem before was that there were five counties that couldn't enact any election law changes without getting clearance from the federal government. And now that has changed. And now all 67 counties can enact election law changes at the same time. And uh, this allows the state of Florida to pursue this purge idea. Describe, first of all, what precedent there is for this purge and what Florida seems to be trying to achieve, at least through the uh, political leadership in the legislature. Well, this is something that has sort of happened over the years. Every four years or so, there's sort of this scrubbing of the database. Let's clean out the driver's license bureau. Let's check the voter rolls. But a couple of years ago, this seemed to really take on a a life of its own because the state used a comparison between the driver's license database and the voter registration rolls to flag approximately 180,000 names. So initially it was thought that perhaps 180,000 people were illegally voting. They looked into all these names a little more and they pared that down to approximately 2,600 names that were questionable. And the governor says this is absolutely necessary. This is about trying to protect the integrity of elections and make sure that we have accurate voter registration rolls. And uh, tell me a little bit about the experience of the 2012 uh, purge and the statistical outcome there. Well, in the end, if there were maybe about 200 legitimately questionable names, they started out with about 180,000. That dropped to about 2,600. And finally, they had maybe 200 names that were actually questionable, and those folks were purged. There were so many errors that a lot of these supervisors of elections said, you know what, we're not going to send letters to these people because we don't trust that this data is accurate. So anyway, in the end, maybe 200 people were purged. And uh, the, uh, the, the motivation for the purge was to keep people who aren't citizens, uh, who couldn't prove their Florida citizenship or U.S. citizenship from being on the rolls. In the end, how many of the purged people were illegal immigrants? Well, the question was, out of those 200 people, how many truly were illegal? And it's hard to say because some of those people never responded to the letters they were sent. So I can't say for certain how many of those were actually illegal citizens. The governor says that some of them admitted they were here illegally, and so they were removed from the rolls. But really, probably just a handful were even illegal and even ever had voted. So 12 million voters in the state of Florida, you've got maybe 40 or so, a few dozen who were found to have been questionable to the point of uh, absolutely being a you know a no-brainer we take them off the polls what are political uh, leaders trying to demonstrate here just that they can slow the process down and make it less efficient or or that they're just not terribly competent in doing things that really improve the likelihood that 
uh, eligible voters will make it to the polls. I don't quite understand, Gina. Governor Scott has said this is about not weakening the right of legal citizens to vote. He wants to make sure that people who are not allowed to vote don't vote. And he addressed this with reporters the day of the Supreme Court ruling on the Voting Rights Act. And here's what he had to say about that. Look, I, I think it's very important that all of our elections be you know, honest, ethical, fair, all those things. Uh, I want to make sure there's no racial discrimination in any of our elections. Uh, but any time that we have the opportunity to make our own decisions, um, I think that's, that's great, great for our state. So are we seeing here some pent-up uh, political demand on the part of uh, Republicans in the state of Florida that there are a whole wish list set of items that they want to deal with now that the uh, Voting Rights Act is out of the way and this is just the first? I think that may well be. We've already had a lawsuit that was overturned. Groups that were suing over this voter purge lost because of the decision about the Voting Rights Act. People who said, listen, um, minorities are being discriminated against here, and this purge is absolutely unconstitutional. Howard Simon is executive director of the ACLU of Florida, and he was really upset when this lawsuit was thrown out. He said minorities are disproportionately impacted by this purge, and it's unconstitutional. And here's what he had to say about the number of minorities that are targeted in this purge. Sixty-four percent of the people who were on the governor's purge list are Hispanic voters. Only 14 percent of all the voters in Florida are Hispanic voters. So with the current state of the law, how are activists going to deal with these kinds of regulations and changes that we can expect more of between now and 2014 and certainly 2016? I'm not sure that there's a whole lot they can do right now because of the court ruling and because of this lawsuit being thrown out. But they contend that minorities are being unfairly targeted, and that will continue to be a drumbeat. And they might be able to get lawmakers to to listen during the next legislative session. But really, because of this court ruling, there's not a lot they can do. But there is an expectation that advocacy groups will Uh, cause people to look at their registration, to make sure it's absolutely above board, that it's kind of a purge immune, if you know what I mean. There absolutely is an effort to get the word out. As a matter of fact, there was a lawyer in Miami who was wrongly targeted in this purge, and she blogged about this. And there are efforts all over being made to alert people that this is happening. There was actually a 91-year-old war veteran who sort of became the face of this whole flawed system. This man was born in Brooklyn, New York. He's always been a U.S. citizen, always been legally registered to vote, a lifelong Democrat, and he wound up on this purge list. So it's an example of how many people have been wrongly targeted, and these groups are absolutely trying to get the word out to beware. Gina Jordan, reporter at WLRN in Tallahassee. Thanks so much. Thank you, John. So are you seeing changes in voting laws in your county or district? Anything you have questions about or anything you find alarming? We'd love to know what you're seeing, and we'll try to get to the bottom of it. Call us at 877-8-MY-TAKE. Tomorrow we go to North Carolina. At Radiolab, we love nothing more than nerding out about science, neuroscience, chemistry. But, but we do also like to get into other kinds of stories. Stories about policing or politics, country music, hockey, sex. 
of bugs. <laughs> Regardless of whether we're looking at science or not science, we bring a rigorous curiosity to get you the answers. And hopefully make you see the world anew. Radio Lab adventures on the edge of what we think we know. Wherever you get your podcasts.